everybody. This is Water Wine Time with Megan Weaver. So you guys know, love, life, and entertainment. And I have comedian Ron G as Uh-oh, a guest here. today. Yes, yeah, so you guys will know him on national commercials. He's doing TV. He has stand-up comedy. You're all over the world. Yeah. Doing stuff. Dubai. Yes. London. Yes. And Japan. Japan. And Japan, So yes. he's fluent in Japanese because he was there doing a show. Uh, arigato. Oh. Los Angeles, because they don't say L's over there. They say Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Come get your ruggish. Okay, ruggish. <laughs> there we go. And if you guys watch Versus and Flow on TV One, or if you see the live taping of it, this is the guy right here that's going to make you laugh and get you guys hyped and ready for the with show. With the brown hearts. What is going on with the brown hearts? Okay, first, I don't know how the hearts change colors, though. I don't, I don't know. even know how to do hearts when I do it. <laughs> like. Say so you're doing a tour of South Central. Way to go. We're going to do a, a tour around Denny's, all the Denny's in L.A. We're going to make it happen. Okay, anyway, do that. Yeah. I like that. Hilarious. So, but, so you'll find him at any every Denny's in South Central doing stand-up, doing shows and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. I appreciate it. So, you yeah. Know, been, are you actually going to do that? I think you should do that. The Denny's? The, the campaign has started it's today. The Grand, Slam, the Grand Slam Tour. That's what we're doing. Grand Slam Tour. Coming, <laughs> coming to a city near you. The Grand Slam Tour. He's going to go across the country doing it. And you've heard it first. It's happening right now. As soon so as you funny. leave here, you're going to Denny's. So it's a Denny's across the street. I am actually hungry. You got any food? Well, you know, I got granola. But, I mean, I'm not going to get up. Because once me. I get up. Okay, but we have water. She ordered me water. He actually yeah, brought his own water. water. But I did okay. provide yeah. water, though. I have a cold water and a room temperature, you know. But, see, you got Arrowhead. I mean, you don't care about people. Well, I didn't buy that. I got... See, see, I got you got, this. see look. She got the gourmet water. No. And she got paid me the Arrowhead. I'm use Arrowhead. This well, is, deep, this is default water. Some people drink it, this though. This is you have a basketball camp with some kids. Or this is the family union cookout. Or you, somebody invites you to a party and they're like, hey, can you bring water? You bring them Arrowhead. Yeah, she needs Fiji water. Exactly. That's I know. I know. But, you know, I do have this kind of water for... I mean, you if can you... taste the If lead. you really wanted this kind of water, I you may have let you... taste the lead and the struggle in this water. This water yeah, tastes like maybe. that. Yeah, maybe. It says 100% mountain spring. It ain't for no mountain. Exactly. Mountain spring. Get out of here. So no. some spring in some the mountain... Some mountain in Compton, the water ran off and they bottled this up. You never know. That could be the Matter best fact, water you've ever had. My water already smells like breath and I ain't even touched it yet. Whatever. <laughs> get out, anyway. Get out of here. I'm anyway. about to boot you off the podcast. No, I appreciate it. Don't do that. You Don't boot me off. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So... What else? Oh, God, all these things. Okay, I'm glad you're, you're part your vision is part of L.A. water? I can see it. Yeah, L.A. water is crunchy. You got to eat it with a fork. Shut up. Crunchy? <laughs> it's smooth. LA it's smooth. It might have hours. a little little different tang to it. Hilarious. So you going to hold know, it up the whole time? Yeah, I'm going to hold it up. You can't just put it down the way we can see I our could. Face. I right. could. Okay, yeah. Right. We'll put that. Yeah, put it down. I'm sure yeah. it works in Actually, the room. you know what? You talk loud enough, so it works. Because some yeah, people, they kind of the whisper. There you yeah. go. Now you don't have to hold it. I know. It's so creepy. You holding it right here while we're talking. Yeah. Like right there. Is that weird? Uh, Aquafina. I like actually like Aquafina. I used to date a girl named Aquafina. She was pretty smooth and in hood. Yeah, but it, yeah. If your name like is Aquafina, yeah. then Nestle water too. They go on. But Nestle. you know what? I heard that some of the cheapest water. I forgot what brand it is. It might be Nestle. Mm-hmm. Is one of the best waters. I like Nestle water. Nestle's good. So I, I just don't like Arrowhead. Is the one I don't like. I can try anything else. She is yeah. sexy. Oh, uh oh, he's he want to grease your scalp. Grease my scalp, no. Yeah, her edges are fine. They're good. Yeah. They're good. I got that good hair. You know, it's real. This is real too. Yeah, you gotta yeah. check to see if. I mean, if you checking for tracks, though, wouldn't Peter Water? Peter. You know Peter Water? Peter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. All right. No. All right. Yeah. yeah, Arrowhead is gross. It's thick. Yeah. Tastes right, like look. bad decision. All right, go ahead. Arrowhead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we gonna go, go back because we're sitting here talking about water. People in the podcast are like, what is going on? They rant yeah. about water and shit? What's really going on? Okay. <laughs> They're like, okay, so where is this coming in? What's really going on here? Yeah. Okay, so what is the main thing that you think that you're proud of from last year that you were working on? Like I said, you know, I gave you a little intro and all that jazz, mm-hmm. but what was the thing that you were most proud of last year? I've done so much cool stuff last year, man. Uh, booked the national commercial, traveled all over the world. I think the coolest thing for me is just my personal growth. Because I also learned that I'm a public speaker, and now I'm doing a ton of speaking engagements. Like yesterday, I, I spoke at Environmental Charter High School, and I'm getting a lot more speaking engagements. For, so for me, it's kind of like one of those things where when you start your career doing one thing, it, mo- it uh, morphs into other stuff if you're doing it right. So again, I started out doing comedy. Now I'm doing a lot of public speaking gigs, and I'm doing a lot of TV stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I did uh, Chelsea last year, Chelsea Lately last year. Okay. I did Arsenio last year. I did Chelsea twice, and then also... I was the winner of the NBC Stand Up for Diversity last year too, which is a really big deal. It's a very prestigious uh, comedy award where you people stand in line to actually audition for, it, and I actually won. So I was the winner of it. Uh, I had a holding deal with NBC for a whole year, so 
It's really good. So that, my public speaking, has been really awesome. What made you decide that, like, how did the public speaking end up happening? Well, I just got a passion, particularly for kids and people finding, actually, three things. A passion for kids, um, just dreaming big, because I grew up in a small town where people don't dream. You know, I grew up in a town where, you know, you live, most people, most of America, they live the formula. You go to school, you get a job, you get married, you make babies, you retire, and you die. Like, mm -hmm. that's the thing. So, uh, I, it's my mission to, like, travel around, teach kids uh, about pursuing their dreams and actually going to school for something you love versus, like, going to school for things you think you should. Uh, also, I'm passionate about people finding their purpose. Um, I do a radio show called, LA, it's called um, You Are The Money, where basically we teach kids about, or people in general, you are the money. The money that you say you want, you have it in, inside of you to do what you love already. You just have to activate it in order to uh, turn it into money. And then lastly, our relationships. I'm really passionate about relationships. I did an event uh, last week called The Power Brunch. Mm -hmm. You know Danielle? Danielle, Nigerian chick, she no. does a lot of... Uh, we know we were talking about her. Yeah, but I, so like I, need to see, I did something called yeah. the, the Power Brunch. And basically, uh, it was about relationships, uh, career, success. And uh, I was on the panel, and I talked about it. I'll actually post a video uh, probably today or tomorrow. It's a little clip um, from the Power Brunch where I was speaking. And, uh, yeah, I was uh, yeah, Danny-O, she do got a big booty. She bad. She ah. bad. She's such a brilliant woman, man. Super sweet, too. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been good, man. So I, I really enjoy what I do. And it's cool. Like I said, once you, once you do your thing, it turns into so much other stuff. But if you've never actually activate what you have and never like you said if you never moved to LA or if I never moved to LA mm -hmm. and didn't do comedy where I do it I wouldn't be getting speaking engagements I wouldn't be traveling the world I wouldn't be doing acting I wouldn't be doing commercials and all that stuff happens actually when you're in line with what you're supposed to do with your life very true thank you for the love too on Periscope yes. oh thank you I think those because I just like I said I think the red hearts okay. are for me okay all and right. then the other the who's that with the brown hearts the brown hearts I think change your font change yeah. your heart font yeah, I'm gonna figure that out once we get off this. How you do the different? I don't even know how to do hearts, but that's a whole nother. You just gotta tap the screen. Just I tap it, it, and that's what happens. Yeah, when you watch okay. somebody, you have to keep. Okay. You like my shirt? Is the shirt okay, Kanisha? You like my shirt? No, maybe. Okay. It's cool. like yeah, you know, the shirt. You oh like my no, shirt? whatever. He said no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, what the wheelchair about... joke. Uh oh, they're quoting jokes. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Got right. a few fans, man. Oh, got the I'm... jokes coming out. Yeah. So tell them a little about you. Um, since we on the show. Oh, but wait a minute. About me, but this is just look, okay. Okay, we can talk about me. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, just so you guys know, on I guess on this side, because some people on this side may know, but on both sides, if you don't know, I don't think they I, can tell. You said can tell what? They can tell which side they're on. You, we can see. Well, that. yeah, but yeah. Well, for everybody, <laughs> I'm an actress, so you guys know how this podcast actually started. Um, it started in January. Okay. And during Christmas break, I guess you could mm -hmm. say, from entertainment, I was home and I just said, "What?" It's like I got a Theo Huxley shirt on. Oh, uh, it it's is. The Gordon Gartrell. It is. It really is. <laughs> Yo, rude. Damn. They being, being honest. They being honest. They being honest. But yeah, so for my podcast, I talk about people that are in the entertainment business, and we talk about their love life, personal life, and then what you're doing professionally. Yeah. And because I'm an actress, mm -hmm. I've actually learned so much from having different guests on my show. Yeah. And I'm like, man, because I don't know everything, and I don't think we my guests... We all learn. No, everyone's constantly learning, and I want this to be a platform so that so many people can get... Uh, Hearts for the Theo reference, the Theo. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So they give giving hearts for other people that are watching. No, it's for my shirt. For your it's shirt. Yeah, yeah, for the person who made that yeah. comment. Y'all stupid. <laughs> hey, I appreciate whoever that is. Uh, See, that's the part yeah. that's, that's small. I feel like who it is should be a little bit bigger. It's okay. You know it's what I mean? Just for us to know. Let's yeah. stay on task. We both yeah. got ADD. We got I know, I know, right. I know. Yeah. I didn't take my special people stuff today. I don't yeah. know if you took yours either. But yeah, so that's the bulk of the purpose of this podcast. So you yeah. guys get a little information, have a little fun, you yeah. know, all that yeah. jazz. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So what you got mapped out for this year? This year or is... Or goals or you already have so projects lined up. So I'm actually shooting up. a TV show right now. I'm a mm -hmm. series regular on a TV show. I'm actually the lead on the show. So okay, uh, when it okay. comes out... Uh, what's up, Artistic? How you doing, bro? Uh, one of my favorite DJs. Uh, I'm a lead on the TV show. We're shooting it now. And uh, hopefully it'll be released by fall. Man, I'm very excited about that. For me to be a lead on the TV show, it's like just the goal in LA. Like, you want to be a lead That's the goal ticket, yeah. So I'll be the lead of the show when it gets released, man. I'm very excited about that. Also, I'm going to book a movie this year, too. So... Uh, I can't tell you the show just yet, but I will do when it's released. I promise you, everybody yeah. will know. So, yeah. So, that's it. And book a movie. And I'm going to start going on tour, too. Because I think once the show is released, it changes all my money. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. But this show has already been picked up. Yeah. This we, show we're shooting been... uh, eight episodes. Okay. Okay. Did you shoot the pilot this year or was it last year? No. we. Uh, or was it already Maggie just got straight it's to actually the a, series? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. It's, that's uh, even eight better. Eight episodes guaranteed. 
That's even better. Guaranteed eight episodes. So because a lot of times one. you shoot the pilot for people who don't know, it's like you shoot the pilot, you test. First of it. all, tell them what the pilot, what a pilot is. A pilot, yeah. So for people who don't know, a pilot is a test show for a network. So yeah. you, it's an idea that people's different studios will have. I know. I'm like, I'm trying to. Gotcha. There we go. Yeah. So it's like a test. You shoot it, you mm-hmm. test it with different audiences yeah, and see, like, okay, is this show work? Do people like it? Appreciate it. You know, depends on, you know, who's yeah. in the show. Yeah, a lot of people Some people, people like, they test it different with different actors, and they're mm-hmm. like, all right, uh, we don't know. Yeah. And then from that, then it's greenlit, and then that goes to series. But yeah. if it goes straight to series... Yeah, eight episodes, a- guaranteed. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And uh, it's the beginning of something really, really great. So once it's, you know, once you tell everybody, we'll all make sure, tune in. I'm hard, like, for me, I don't always watch shows live. So yeah. I DVR it. Yeah. So DVR the show. Once he tells you, yeah, DVR it. If you're and not I posted all my Instagram, comedian yeah. Ranji, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I posted all my social media stuff. But yeah, it's going to be great, man. I'm excited about it. I have, yeah. I, I'm living a really great life right now. I'm almost overwhelmed. Good, almost. good. Almost. Not yeah. yet. If I had two more things in my calendar, I'll probably have, I'll be on suicide watch just for having an emotional breakdown from you don't do so that. much. Like, I just did a radio show and came straight over here. Yeah. And literally was like, okay, I'm on my way. And I was like, oh, shit, let me make sure. Yeah, I so was like in my casual my clothes. Life. I had roses in my hair, you know. That's my life, man. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have all that, but, you know, just in case. Yeah. Well, you look good. Thank you. Look you. Look Thank you. I threw she on, She got her you know. stomach out, too. She got an Eddie I do. Audi. It's an in-betweeny. So, it's like, I think Audi's like when it sticks out. But in between, I got an Eddie Audi. It's like a little, yeah, I don't know. But if yours sticks out, just so you know, if your belly button sticks out, that just means it's Tap the screen if you got an Eddie Audi. Yeah, I just got an Eddie If you got an in betweeny, I think it's a special. Is it in betweeny? It's a tweeny. I'm a tweeny. It's a tweeny. So if you got a tweeny. Oh, yeah, we got some tweenies. We got some tweenies in the building. Tweenies. See, that means you're unique. You're special. Thank you. In a good way. Yeah. You know, for those other people out there. That's why I can't show it, wear a tight shirt because you can see my navel print. Oh, With wait, but is it out? Tight. No, you can't you see it You want to reveal now. it for everybody watching right now? Oh, let me see it. Go ahead, reveal the... See that right Oh, look at that! It's like any other. See, we got the same thing. Yeah. Bam. All right, hold on. Can okay. She smelled it. Okay, cool. Oh, I was right. like, wait a minute. We right. got, you know, that was what? random. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're yeah, weird. I am weird. I am weird. Yeah, I'll I guess. That. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just a little bit weird. Just you know, a little just a bit weird. I feel like everybody has to have a little bit of weird in them. Everybody got a little Everybody weird, has a little, little crazy. Little weird, you, yeah. You Especially do. live out here. And if you don't, I feel like that's strange. Like I have a job where you get booed. Like I got booed and went back to work. Who do that? You got to be weird to do yeah. that. Yeah, and even I know for me acting, if I get really emotional and I'm like drained, I'm like, damn, I want to do it again. Yeah, that's acting. You go in that room, you pour your heart out. They like nothing. You like, I'm gonna do it again. And I'm, like, I'm gonna do it. I want to do it yeah, again. Yeah, I want to do it again. And I'm like, yeah. that's not normal. Like, is that normal to like really pour your heart out and get so emotional and you're like, fuck it, I want to do it again. That's funny. Do you see, uh, they said, do bald men use shampoo or soap to wash their head? <sighs> do you know what that is? No. We don't know what that is. Okay, let's go. Uh, Keep going. ADD on fleek. Yeah. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just All thought, right. I was like, yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cool. So what made you decide to get into comedy? Like, um, and say, like, I want to do stand-up. I don't think you know it. Like, comedy chooses you. I didn't choose comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I fell into it. I used to be an accountant, and I basically oh, okay. got fired from every job I've ever had. And I've been silly all my life. My cousin, who was a comic in Atlanta... Super hilarious. Trey Black. Shout out to Trey Black. Uh, he said, hey, bro, you should get on stage one day. And I did it. Got booed. Somebody told me to kill myself, and I fell in love. Because I'm competitive, and I knew I was funny. I just had to figure out the craft and the art and how to do it on stage. So mm-hmm. that was 11 years ago, man. So someone told you to kill yourself, and you're like, I'm going to do this again and again. Skin, See, really that's where crazy it. kicks in. I, don't know I mean, crazy, not just, crazy, but a little bit, you know, it's a little, that's the nature But I knew I had something, though. It's just like acting yeah. like, you know when you have the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to groom it in order for it to become really special and make money. But, um, it just, somebody say who pooed it. Um, <laughs> but I knew I had it on stage because I knew I could be funny. But, again, there's a craft, there's an art to comedy. You can't just get on stage. So that's why I get fed up when everybody's like, I do comedy. I'm like, when you, when you started, oh, I've been doing comedy all my life. No, it's not the same. Telling jokes at your family reunion or in the uh, break room ain't the same as getting on that stage in front of a bunch of people who don't know you, who don't care about you in another country, another state, and then making them laugh and having something to talk about. Like, that's an art, and it takes a long time to do it. And mm-hmm. I would say that comedy is the hardest job on the planet. There's nothing hard. There's no mm-hmm. script. There's really no classes you can take, and you learn on the job training. You can get fired and hired on the same day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Now, as a kid, were you made, you know cracking jokes and, you know... I guess playing a comedian as a kid too. So what happened was, or what think, made him say like you need to get up on a stage and do that? So I think, and I just realized this. I was speaking to some kids the other day, and I realized I was, I've been the class clown. Uh, I've been the class clown all my life, mm-hmm. but I never knew I could make money doing it. Like so where mm-hmm. I'm from, 
it wasn't a real thing. Like the living, you know, living in LA, doing what we do, it's nothing to see a celebrity you're a fan of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's real out here. But I was a class clown. I used to work really, really hard, and I did all my classwork really fast so I can mess with people. I remember I used to flirt with the girls and stuff, and I made them laugh all the time. But I did my work, and I always been silly all my life. I just never knew I could make money doing it. Side note. So they said, yeah, when did Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac you out your shirts. <laughs> Uh, Bernie Mac's dead, but okay, I'll take the joke. But no, I'm saying maybe you got, you know, when they got rid of all his shirts, you picked them up. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Did you Bernie Mac, and uh, yeah, they don't like my shirt. It's okay. <laughs> I like my shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's a Theo Huxable, Bernie Mac, you know, I got collection. a compliment from a homeless woman on the way in here, so uh, I'm doing something right with my life. She what was else? like, my husband got that shirt. I picked that out of someone's <laughs> trash can the other day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Where'd you get your shirt from? Uh, I think it's like the Gap. Yeah. Okay. So there yeah. you know. So if you guys want to get this, you know, shirt, little get up he got. It's like the last one in my size. Okay. So yeah. maybe you can't get it anymore unless you. Maybe, I don't know. You know, or maybe you put it on Amazon. Somebody said I like. I appreciate you, whoever that is that said. There you, you like, go. What? You know God bless you. Whoever you know, sister. God bless you, uh, Holly. Uh, said shut it up. Is that Holly shut it up? Holly shut it up. That'd be a Holly shut it. Thank you. I appreciate Holly you. Holly shut man. it up. Yeah. yeah. But I will say we rocking the pattern. So I do like patterns. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. cute. You 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 got baby hair too. You can wear whatever. See, exactly. You can't Thank mess you. nothing up when you got baby hair. I got you know. baby hair too. Uh oh. <laughs> like an extra thing on me. <laughs> so you gonna sing? Can you sing? I can't. I can't. God knew what he was doing by not giving me the gift of singing. I would be too mm-hmm. much. Cause I can already dance. I'm super hilarious when I feel like it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I can't sing. I'm glad because I will be the sexiest gospel singer ever. I will have my choir robe zipped down to the navel. <laughs> Just, Just out, all the little chest hairs out. All that. Just out. <laughs> they were like, wait a minute, why? I take that anointing oil, won't he do it, ladies? And they were like, okay, who is this? Do it. They're like, oh, sign me up. I need some anointing <laughs> over here. They got all the strippers and prostitutes showing up. Mm, That's funny. Church ladies, you know, leaving their husbands and whatnot. Okay. I must anoint your body, lady. <laughs> They're like, okay, yes, anointing. Yes, Jesus. That. You remember the episode of Martin when, uh, what's my man's name? David Allen Greer was on there? The Reverend Leon Lonnie. Yes. That's my favorite, <laughs> favorite yes. episode ever. Oh, 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 I... Got a feeling everything. Damn. He's like, bring it out. Oh, got a feeling. <laughs> I was like, favorite, one of my favorite episodes of Martin, man. David Allen Greer is a beast, man. Oh, yeah. He's crazy. He's, yeah, yeah legally crazy. Down, um, Satan. Yes. Uh, I feel like I need to watch that episode now. <laughs> Collab and Ron G. Oh. Collab and work. You know well, what? You could, be a part of the, you could be a part of. I could be the family. You could be the family. Yeah. Because you won't just all have to lead. Say. You know. Exactly. All the people say. Bam. Yeah, I could be all the people say. All my people say. You could be the people. Some, yeah, you could Whatever just, the song yeah, is. Yeah, because Kirk Franklin does a lot of the talking. You know, he's... He's know, a professional really, talker. He's, he's a professional... And you do professional me. talking. I do professional talking. So, just make it Christian and boom. Maybe I can be the Kirk Franklin of comedy. There you go. Maybe, boom. Maybe. There boom. we go. We just created something. We're leaning back now. We're switching it up. We're leaning back. Okay, yeah, we're leaning back. back. Okay. So, yeah. I remember... Uh, shit, I had something else for you. You did. I did. And I think the lean back just made me... Throw it off. Do I need to make up to make it all right? I don't know if to see. Uh, no, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Gonna... She's hungry. She's sleepy, y'all. I, yeah, I she had sleepy. my tea today. I had tea. So oh, I'm God's right. property? That's funny. I can. I saw something about big hips. I didn't oh, bam. I know what it was now. What's that? So, singing is not your thing. You no. said you dance. What about a special skill? What do you have outside of comedy or entertainment? What's something that, like... Outside of comedy or entertainment? Yeah. I, I used to play trombone a long time ago, but uh, that was in middle school, and I was going to go to high school... Mm-hmm. And I play football, and so I told my band teacher, oh, you said crip walking, you stupid. I was going to say, yeah, you want to uh, do that? No, I can't, um, and I don't want to get shot. Um, so um, I used to, I played football, and I told my band teacher, he gave me an award for playing trombone, and he was like, I'm proud of you, I want you this award, and I told him I was going to play football in high school, and I probably won't play uh, trombone, and he took my award back. And then from that day, I was like, F you, and I sold my trombone, and I never played it again. That but if you it. picked it up right now, would you be able to play it? Do you think you remember not. Probably, well, uh, I remember, I forgot. Uh, yeah. I probably couldn't play it. You couldn't play it. I can still dance, though. I'll say this. I feel like when you get older, you have moves. When I was young, I could dance my butt off. Now, yeah. I just got a couple moves. So you, you would just saying? do the old person two-step? No, I'm a little better than two-step. Oh, I'm like do... two notches above a two-step. So I'm, you could do very... a little bit of choreography. I'm okay. I'm decent. Okay. okay. I'm decent. Yeah, yeah. If you put me, you know, on stage and ask me to dance, I... they'd be like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Versus two-step. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. nice. Okay. Yeah, I ain't no Chris Brown, but I'm decent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got a couple of moves. He's like, you could do a can little you something. Can you dance? I could do a little something. Yeah? I could do a little something. That Maybe like... What's the name of the video? The one, uh, Sucker Punch Uppercut. That's the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. The one with the poster. Okay, so she has a video on YouTube called Sucker Punch. What's up, Tiff? How you doing? You know Tiffany Haddish? 
Oh, she knows, yeah, she yeah. knows John. So you know John Holland, my fiance. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I think. Tiffany been Tiff- at everything. Tiffany is, uh. Yeah. I feel like she does. Yeah, it's my buddy. Tiffany, what's up, Tiff? How you doing, babe? Uh, Haddish. Um, yeah, so, uh, I got ADD so bad. Yeah. We're talking uh, about dancing. Yes, we're talking about dancing. Supper, uh. uh so, oh, yeah, so the video's called. Uh, supper cut, supper punch, sucker, shit, I can't even say it, uppercut sucker punch, okay. and it's on Green Bench, on YouTube, Green Bench Comedy, so you guys can see that along with, yeah. get to dance on, yeah, so we have a bunch of comedy sketches that are on there, uh, we actually had some stuff on The Experiment, on BET, yeah, yeah, World History Barbershop is on there, we shot a couple pilots, but like I said, those pilots yeah. didn't get seen, but that one you can always see, and there's comedy videos and. But we talking about your, your dancing though, because the, the video. Oh yes, my video, dancing is on there. Now in the I got video. ADD. Yeah, you do. It's like yeah, but it's on there. It was like church dancing, liturgical dancing. I grew up in the church, yeah. so I do a little pirouettes you, and turns. Flag, were you on the flag ministry too? No. Mm-mm. No. Okay. We didn't have flag ministry. We just had. I don't know about that. I see men on the flag ministry. At but you flag the flag, ministry. The flag, it's a flag they wave. I know flags are like for school, but no, it's a flag. That in no, churches. we didn't have flag. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Well, you got the flag in church. It's a flag, and it's a symbolism of. I don't know when they do it. A symbolism of. They keep saying they love the service. I love the, the service moon. I love the service moon too. The choir director. Uh, What's <laughs> up? The choir director is a game. It's funny. Because he's on yeah. the flag ministry. Because he has the flag ministry. So if you're the choir director, I guess he's in charge of the flag ministry. I guess, but yeah, I've seen that. Low key, he's waving the, you know, the gay pride flag. Uh, real quick, uh, Chelsea Handler never spoke to me off camera. It's kind of weird. She's, oh. She's on, I did Chelsea lately. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, we talking about that. Our, our high and bye was on the show, and after that, you didn't see her or anything else after that. She didn't take pictures with mm. anything. Not a bad person, but I don't know her. That's her thing, so. I walked into her world. That's what it is. What else? Yeah. Another strange experience you've had on set, like an awkward. You know what? I actually had somebody um have a heart attack during one of my shows. During your show. I was like on while stage. you were doing stand up. I was on stage performing, oh, and a guy fell out the booth on the floor while I was performing, and I was like, "Am I killing these niggas on stage?" Damn! I for real, like, he had a heart attack on stage, and they had the ambulance came, and I was like, "I don't even know how to finish this." I'm like, "How do you finish the show?" After the guy having a heart attack, Shit. freaking crazy. So uh, did you keep going? I guess did, or I talk I talked through it, but I didn't like. I was like did you tell you. people like focus up here, up here? Yeah, I was like, thank you. That's my time. I, maybe it's his time too. I don't know. Maybe it was his time. It was up too? I don't know. I don't even know what happened. happened I mean, do you know what happened? Did he end up? I was know? in Bakersfield. Shit. I was in Bakersfield, and the dude passed out during the show. Was he laughing? Do you okay? Was he laughing, and then he like fell out? Uh, I was oh, performing. It was a dark room. And oh, I just, you couldn't even see anything. I, could, I seen him fall out, and then yeah, everybody yeah. rushed to make sure he was okay. So I guess I'm, I'm killing niggas on this kind of thing. <laughs> that that means you really funny then. Like, <laughs> so if you have a heart attack or some sort of, you know, major health thing, then you're doing yeah. a good job. I guess so. It wasn't no purpose. I was just doing yeah. my work. All right. But no, they were saying that, um, going back a little bit, that church or churches have a ministry for everything. I it feel is. like they do. Yeah, you know, some you know that's why some people. I was born and raised in the church because yeah. my dad's a pastor of a church, so I literally was in church. You know, mm-hmm. five days out of the week. You know, six days. You have an off day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's funny because I was I went to church, but I wasn't really like a church dude. Like mm-hmm. my mom always made me go on Sundays. Like so, even I went to college not too far from where I live, and so my mom would make me come home on Sundays and actually go to church. So I come home drunk from the night before, and she was like, "Look, you still going to church?" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't always a church dude, but I kind of got it later on in life when. I made a couple mistakes in my life and God got my attention. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Okay, yeah. so speaking of that, I do, I'll admit, I have a confession. Uh, we had, we honored people at my church. And watch, I hope nobody's watching. Well, whatever, if you're watching this, whatever. Yeah. And I was drinking the night before. Uh-huh. And I had to actually of course present. Yeah, well, I mean, 22, something like that. And I was honoring the person. So I had to go up there and say something. And I'm sitting next to them. And I'm like, oh, sh- I'm sweating. I feel like I sweat and smell like alcohol. You, oh, you presented in church I did. Drunk? I was the night. Well, I wasn't drunk because it was the night before I was drinking. But you still probably smelled like some cognac. I, that's what I'm saying. Cognac I probably had a good time. And some, yeah. Probably smelled like debauchery. But I, I showered, so but I could feel it coming out of my no, pores. No, alcohol come, You can't yeah. wash off alcohol. You can't. Can and when it's pores. coming through your pores, you yeah. know. So. Um, and they have members the church has money, but they still big. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Who knows? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's for the building fund. You know the building you fund. You know every church has a building fund. If you don't have a building fund, then you're not the, you know, you're not the right church. Every church in the liquor store got a building fund. Like, it's a liquor store. It's it a ain't getting no bigger. No, you keep it. You can't expand on liquor store. That's no, what it is. you can't. Mm-mm. All right. Listen. So how long have you been out in L.A.? Uh, I moved here in 05, man. I moved here in 05. Okay, so you've been it out here. It yeah. 10 years. It flew by really fast. I feel fast. like it does. Time really flies when you're out in L.A. It At is. least for me, it does. It's so like... funny because it's almost like it's this, this, the secret to, what's the word? The fountain of youth because out here, I feel like people don't age. But when you go back home oh, and see folks, like my classmates yes. and stuff, you be like, jeez. Like, hey. yeah. Hey, uh, who's that uh, lovely lashes? Oh, what's up, boo? How you doing? SC in the building. Um, yeah, so it's it's like... Time, people back home, they, I don't know, because they don't care about... In L.A., you're mindful of, like, skincare. Yeah. You're of everybody here go to Runyon. It's nothing to go to Runyon Canyon, but, like, back home, people don't care about health and stuff like that. So it's a And I think a lot of people have kids that get married young, and they yeah. work, and I think their job just probably makes them tired and just... Yeah, I got you know, friends in their second marriage. I got friends in their second marriage. God dang. Yeah, I don't... God dang. I don't yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, be good. Have a blessed evening. Yes, uh, amen. Yeah, let's get these numbers up. And please tap no. the screen if you like what's happening. Go on, tap the screen. Look at that face. Isn't that yeah. face amazing? Yeah. Oh, tap good. They invited friends. Yes. Yeah. Where's back home? All right, oh, so I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I was born in Columbia, South Carolina. 48 Bluff Road. Oh, uh, exactly. So now someone's going to show up at that person's house, maybe. Huh? Now someone's going to show up at that house. No, that's just where I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, when I'll be back home? I'm not sure. Probably uh, the summer, man. I was supposed to come back home this month, but... Um, I'm shooting a TV show, so I want me to come back after the show. Is yeah. Hey, how you doing, boo? Uh, yeah, I'm a country boy. Cheese grits. Country boy. Cheese grits. Cheese grits. The all-star special. At yes. Time. I actually make the bomb shrimp and grits. Yeah? I do. Shut up. Dead serious. Is a friend it? of mine called back home to tell her mom. She was like, and she's from the South. She was like, I, was I can't believe South it. Carolina. Go ahead. You see, I thought they were like, I can't yeah. believe it. Like, Megan made shrimp and grits, yeah. and they are bomb. So they're good. So I can make. I'm not from the South, but I can cook like I'm from the South. Shrimp grits? I'm like. So, question. What do you put in your grits? This is how you find out if somebody's really Southern. Or like. I say from the South. But I'm not from the South. Okay, but what do you put in your grits? What's what's normal? What do you put in your grits? I put cheese. And? I put sugar. See? You lost me already. I don't trust people who put sugar in their grits. Huh? Well, when I do. I don't trust people who put sugar in the grits. Something wrong with cheese. We got you on the cheese. I put cheese. She said cheese and sugar. But who I put cheese put... and sugar. Huh? Butter. Butter. I do and, put butter. And, and what else? South Carolina, don't let me down. And what else? Two more things we missing. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. There you go. Salt and pepper. Yeah. Okay, no, when I do it for my recipe. Salt and pepper, cheese, and butter. That's it. Okay, for my... Sugar? Who put sugar? Who put sugar in the grits? I like it sweet. I like it sweet like that. Oh, maple syrup. Where, where are you from? Oh... Tiffany, oh, she West Coast. She don't know no better. But okay, Tiffany, from, you don't know but no for better. my recipe, I don't put sugar. Why I put. Not? You said why not? Oh yeah, well, no, no. Your recipe. Not, yeah, my shrimp and grits recipe. I don't put sugar in it. So if it's if it's supposed to be in there, why would you not put shrimp and grits in all the time? If it's supposed. But that to be was in different because it's a recipe. You gotta let a recipe yeah, stand by. Yeah. See. No sugar, right? Okay. Exactly. See. Salt and pepper. Butter. butter? Okay. Yeah, butter, cheese, salt and pepper. pepper. That's it. Exactly. Okay, well, when you want to get a little, but when I get a little, but if I'm gonna get a little fancy, I might do that. What you mean fancy? I'm not gonna get a little fancy. Salt and pepper is standard. That's no, like, I'm talking about. I might add that's like, like people who put uh, mayonnaise on their French fries. On their French fries. Oh, I don't know. I don't do that. Salt and pepper and butter and cheese is just like putting ketchup on French fries. It don't. You well, yeah. No, yeah. I do all that. I Thank do all you. that. Yeah. Thanks, Charger. Appreciate you, boo. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. That's a, like ketchup is the only thing you can put on. Chi- on no, I agree. Fries. I agree. Ketchup. But some people do fries, chili. I don't do all that. I just do. Ketchup. Oh, you don't even put like chili and cheese. Man, that's the chili and cheese on yeah. fries. Yeah, I, mean, I don't do that. I don't do that all the time. But I'm just saying. Man, I would need an immediate colonic as soon as I'm done. Yeah. Uh. uh you what? Black like people Google. like grits. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. where did it originate from? Oh, I don't know. I think it's just su- it's southern. It's a southern, southern thing. It's a southern thing. Uh, kind of like how bacon came about, because slaves used to use mm-hmm. a part of the pork that wasn't good, quote unquote, and um, they made breakfast out of it. So yeah, grits. I love grits. I love grits too. I'm so I, yeah, yeah. That's a part of my hey. I can't tell you. Oh hey, what's up, Tiff? How you doing, boo? I can't tell you what TV show is on. I'm not allowed to say it just yet. But he will no, when well, it comes out. Yeah. So everybody will listening will know later, when it's out. Yeah. Talk to you later. Yeah. So um. But yeah. So when you came out, because we you know we said you're from South Carolina. Yep. When did you make the venture out here to say? 
I'm living in here, moving to LA. So what happened was I was in a bad relationship in Atlanta. I don't want to say it wasn't bad. She just didn't believe in my dream. And I was engaged, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, uh, uh, we still we still on episode one. We got uh, but confidential. Yes, thank yeah. you for the person responding. Yeah. So I got we got seven. We shoot a total of eight episodes, but we only shot one so far. Uh, you made me at the Pan African word. Cool. Um, that's what I'm talking about. When you moved out here. Moving out here and what? What made you decide? Oh to move yeah. Out to LA? So I was in a bad relationship. Basically, I was uh, engaged in Atlanta, and um, uh, what happened was I, I, I was engaged to somebody who didn't believe in my dream, and that's mm -hmm. very important. So mm -hmm. for me, I was actually going to put my dream down to, to quote unquote do the right thing and take care of my gal because I'm, I'm southern. My, you know, my dad said you take care of your family no matter what. So mm -hmm. I didn't. My dream wasn't real. You know what I'm saying at the time? Mm -hmm. Like I just got started, and I was I had me money. I didn't have we money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Comedy was taking care of me, but I was going to put my dream down, take care of my girl. And I got depressed. I got really depressed because I thought I had to do that. I have no kids, by the way, Tiff. I have no kids, baby. You stop acting like that. Um, anyway, um, what happened was I got real depressed. And so they had this comedy competition come to town uh, in Atlanta called the Sierra Miss Late Night Laugh-Off. And I told my boys from Quick Comedy, he was like, dude, like, that's your dream, man. If you, mm -hmm. if you put your dream down, you're going to resent her. So do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't put your dream now. So I said, if I try this competition and I do well, I'm going to keep doing comedy. So basically, I actually, um, I, I did I, I did the uh, competition and I won. I won. I won the comedy competition. Uh, the, the prize was they flew, they flew you out to Vegas. And uh, I think that it was an older comedy you went to go see. So basically, I sold my ticket to go uh, perform at a comedy club. So mm -hmm. my girl found out and she was like, um, are you going to invite me to Vegas with you? I said, no. I was like, I didn't invite her. I took my boy, who told me not to stop doing stand-up, and him and I, we went to Vegas, and we wound up performing in Vegas. Now, as a comedian, doing comedy for one year, that's like the biggest accomplishment ever, to perform in Vegas as a comedian. So me and my boy, we performed in Vegas, and I came back home, and something happened. Something changed. And I was like, this don't feel right. And I feel, and I feel like, I don't have any moments in my life where I feel like God clearly spoke, but at that moment, God told me, he said, you're going to be a great, he said, you're going to be a great comedian one day. He said, you're going to be the best clean comedian of your generation. What are you going to do about it? And um, I, I had a conversation with him. And I told him I wanted to move to L.A. I don't know why I said it. I said, I'm going to move to L.A. Just out of the blue. And he's like, okay. And then for some reason, I didn't hear his voice anymore. And the next day, my dad gave me a check for like $300. Wow. And so I took that money and visited L.A. And I want to perform at the Laugh Factory. I'm the host there at the Laugh Factory now. But I visited L.A., and if you've ever been to the Laugh Factory, it is a nine-month waiting list, a nine-month-to-a-year waiting list to actually perform there. So I wound up performing at the Laugh Factory at the place I'm hosting now, and I got up instantly. I knew somebody in Atlanta that knew Pookie, who was the promoter, and I got up, and um, I met Michael Carrier. He's the first person to give me a microphone. I met a bunch of cool people, and I, I fell in love with L.A., and I was like, I'm supposed to be here. And I went back to L.A., and I, felt, I went back to Atlanta. And I felt so out of place. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. And so I told my girl, I said, hey, babe, how would you feel if I sold my home and moved to L.A.? She was like, I think that's stupid. Mm. Like, why would you leave your church home? Why would you leave your home and leave me? Like, why mm -hmm. would you do that to pursue your dreams? And, yeah, he's actually, he's really dope, man. And so uh, I left. I left. And uh, I have such a great story about how it all happened. But I moved to L.A. I stopped living for somebody else, and I lived for myself, and I just fell in love. And that's probably one of the best decisions I ever made, to not get married to her <laughs> and to move to L.A. It was one of the best things ever. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's my kid's goddad. Who is that, me? I can't see who that is. You have godchildren? I, I have a godson, uh, Jordan. He's in Atlanta. Okay. And this wondering. never will. Okay, all right. I don't know what they're doing. Oh, okay. It said me. Oh. Somebody, they have a conversation without us. It, oh, yeah, okay. Good. Then I Sorry. was like, oh, what's your... Yeah, it's know, okay. It's good. God, okay. It's good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to move it out here, and I think just moving out here was one of the... Oh, Michael Carrier is your son's goddad. I got oh, you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just saw him. Matter of fact, I just saw Michael Carrier on Monday. They had a tribute to Ronaldo Ray. I don't know if y'all know, listening. Ronaldo Ray, he was the older gentleman from Comic View. He was in uh, Harlem Nights. He was also in the movie Friday. Mm -hmm. The first Friday, he was like, "Remember that scene?" It was like, "You want some me too, old man?" He was like, "Uh, no." That was him. That was Ronaldo Ray. But he passed uh, a couple years ago, and um, sorry, he, he passed a couple weeks ago. And they had a tribute on Monday at the uh, gosh, Maverick Flats on Crenshaw Boulevard. Okay, that's your side of town. Yeah, yeah. and Maverick Flats is actually um, a historic uh, spot where entertainers came back in the mm -hmm. '70s and '80s. Like Richard Pryor was there. 
uh, you know, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. A lot of cool people uh, used to come there uh, back in the days, back in the seventies, before Hollywood kind of integrated and allowed us into Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So, because you said you're, you know, you you do clean comedy. I do. I'm a clean comedian. Now, obviously, that's a conscious decision that you have to come. Yeah. No, she did say my side of town, just south of Wilshire. Yeah. I don't live I'm, on Crenshaw at all. Yeah, but that's your because I'm in the valley, so that's not my she neck of the bougie. woods. Tiffany, she being bougie right now. I'm just saying, you know where you know where you are, where I am. I'm just saying in general. I'm just south of Wilshire. I like I like living by the airport. No, I mean I ain't got to ask my friends for a ride. I can catch the Uber for seven dollars. Yeah, I house. mean people claim their area like they don't venture out. Like even the setup today, you're like, well, let me make sure it's lined up when I'm on that side of town. Yeah, coming to the valley is work. Yeah, just like come on your side I'm as like, well. We're gonna this via Skype. Shit, <laughs> Periscope and I had to drive I to did, the valley. I did think about that. If you couldn't like meet today, I was like, damn, maybe I gotta venture out to your side of town. Don't say it like that. I was like, shit. When do I can I make that commitment? That's like, yeah, that's a journey. You sound like white folks. I'm like you people on no, your no. side of town. <laughs> yeah, you people. No, you know I mean it like yeah. that. But Don't you know, like that. no, I just meant like you know you. That doesn't mean like you people. I like my side of town. It ain't hot over there. I know. Well, that's I'm, why I'm, I have air conditioning. Air don't you have air conditioning? I don't have air conditioning See, my side of town. I know. I need to have All I do is crack a window because they no. don't get that hot where I live. No. And I'm near the airport and the breeze is cool and I can get to the beach in 10 minutes. I'm not trying to sell your side of town over here. No. So ask one of your friends to take you to the airport. I ain't talking about your boy. Ask, ask one of your friends to take you and see how They would do it because we friends. They'll take you to LAX because we, we friends. Whatever. Hey, ask your we friends. We friends. That's why. That's why you gotta have yeah. good friends. If you got good friends, they'll take you to the airport regardless. Yeah. You know, you got to. You but when did you uh, decide to do clean comedy? Like I said, that's a conscious decision. So what happened was I started doing comedy in Atlanta, and I started out at Uptown Comedy Club. So basically, all the uh, Comedy View cats, anybody you love on Comedy View, was doing comedy in Atlanta, and I came up under those guys. But the problem is, uh, I didn't fit in. I didn't really fit in because I went to college. I'm from the hood, but I didn't fit in. So. They used to get on me. It's like, man, you ain't talking about no real stuff. You ain't no real nigga talking about. I'm like, nigga, I'm from the hood, mm-hmm. but that's not how I talk. I went to college, it was different. Yeah, it's different. And I used to perform for. You said Jamario, hilarious. Yeah, I don't know about no Jamario. Yeah. Yo, but I was performing for dope dealers and strippers, trying to do a uh, smart, smart comedy, man. And then uh, right around the time I got saved and met Jesus, I met an older comic named Jerry Farber, and he was like, dude, you got a good look. Why you curse so much? He said, you don't have to curse that much to be funny, and it stuck with me. So. I went back to the exact same place I got booed at, at Uptown Comedy Club, and I won. I think I did like a three-minute set, and I didn't curse, and I won, and so it kind of stuck to me. And I was like, yo, this is really dope. But the problem was, God checked me. God was like, okay, so you don't curse on stage, but you curse all the time off stage. If I call you to be a minister, what makes you any different? Because if a pastor did what you did, you would judge him. He said, if a pastor did what you did, you would judge him. So what are you going to do differently? So it checked me. So I stopped cursing. In uh, my personal life, so I don't curse in my personal life either. Mm, okay, yeah. I was wondering if you did because I know he maybe he gets, if I'm naked, maybe. Other you said that, maybe if I'm maybe naked. If I'm naked, I don't curse, but in general, like I don't curse at all. So that's why it's not a chore for me to even like perform and not worry about cursing. Because mm. I have some friends, they can't even do a church crowd. You know what I'm saying? But for me, there's no crowd. I can do I do kids crowds. You know, I perform everywhere. Like there's you know people that don't look like me. I perform in the country. There's no brown people. I perform for high school, uh, just all over, man. And it's a real big blessing. So that's one of the best blessings I ever had in my career to be able to perform in any kind of crowd and not curse. Yeah. So even, I like that. And I think that's true that you do have to have it. I appreciate that. You know. Um, yeah. Your vision is terrible. I know it I is. I'm, okay, that. look, I'm supposed to wear glasses and contacts, but, you know. But you put your nose on the screen trying I to read it. You know, it's a little, I just lean in, you know. You lean all the way. Don't be judging me. Define a curse word. Um, I don't do any sexually suggestive material. Like, only thing I would do suggestive is, like, I'll lead you toward I'm going that way, but I'll let you fill in the blanks. But I don't do any, like, bedroom stuff, and I don't use, uh, yeah, yeah, vulgar language. You know what curse words are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that goes to your so material, what, too. Is this, just curious, is, is damn a curse word? I don't use damn either. I feel like that's a curse word. It is a curse. It depends on the I would use it in church. how you use it. I would it. use it in church. Unless you're talking about a water dam. No, I'm you know, not. No, like, no, no, that's what I'm saying. It depends on the context of the word. But if you say. See, they know, say no. But I'm like, if a pastor said, you get on my damn, damn nerves, nerves. yeah. You're like, ooh, you curse. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I I think in regular life it doesn't matter. But just for me and my brand, like, you won't hear me curse on stage. Now, if I'm acting, doing the scene, uh, I might curse. Actually, I might curse, you know, whatever. Like, I don't mind. So that's mm-hmm. what it is. If I'm acting. But on stage, I won't curse on stage. But then also that comes to your material, because you said you won't say vulgar things, you just lean nah, around it. Nah. Because obviously, you know, you could talk about graphic stuff. I could. 
you know, without cursing. Yeah. But that's even part of your material as well. You don't go vulgar. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'll mention it. I'll mention, mm-hmm. you know, a moment before sex or whatever, but I'll never talk about sex because it's so much stuff that happens and as a human being that happens before and after sex. You don't have to talk about sex in order to be funny, you know, but... Again, for my audience, I never want to lim- mess with my money, mm-hmm. so I can, I can, again, I can perform anywhere. So I don't want to limit my jokes just to that. And when you decide to stop cursing for your material, did you also make that decision too to say, all right, well, I'm not going to be vulgar with it, or did that kind of? This is all the same thing. Again, I, I, I became again. So I, again, I got saved right around the time I got funny. So I was trying to figure this stuff out because I think I did most of my life the wrong way until I got saved, and then I feel like I got personal clarity when God kind of touched my heart. And just changed my life. So my whole lifestyle changed along with it, not cursing. So it was just a whole transformation of everything. But again, once I found my niche in comedy, like, mm-hmm. I don't have to curse to be funny. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, I appreciate that. Oh, amen. Bless you, too. Bless your brother or sister. I think it's sister. I can't a sister. Yeah. yeah, I just bless, bless you, brother. Man. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. But we learn it. We are learning. We learn Yeah, it's a constant, you know, I feel like in the business in general, you're always constantly learning, you know? You have to evolve. I feel like when you stop learning, uh, system, system, we got you, right? Yeah, there we go. We got you, right? <laughs> I feel like uh, in general, in life, when you stop learning, you literally die. Like, I know people that are stubborn. Like, my dad, he don't take in no new information. If he ain't see it, if it didn't happen, in his eyes, mm-hmm. it ain't real. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want to be one of those people that are always taking new information. Even if, like, you know, like... People live a different lifestyle that I don't understand. I still take in information to find out why. Even people believe in something. Hey, what's up, Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Even if somebody uh, believe in a different faith, I won't believe in. I want to find out why, because I want to know more about it. Because as a mm-hmm. comedian, I don't have the luxury of not knowing about stuff. Like I want to know about tampons, like girly movies, like stuff that kids love. I want to be in tune. Even new music out, I have to listen to all that stuff and never be so stubborn that this is all I know. Because again, comedy is about constantly evolving, and the more you learn, the more you grow. And and the more you write, the more relevant you are. Because as a comedian, when you stop writing, your career is over. You're dead. So yeah. if you're a comedian listening to this, when you stop writing, your career is over. I got com- comics now from Comic View in 1996. Somebody, yo, how you skate past? You you know, I've been doing comedy. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, but they stop writing. You're not relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. So I talk about stuff that's relevant, you know, and I always uh, write from a heart issue, too. When you write some stuff that's from your heart, it, it transcends time. So my relationship stuff, my family stuff, if you put my comedy in a time capsule and release it, 20 years from now, it'll still be relevant because it's a heart issue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus like just some cool current event or, you know, just talking about, like you said, sexual vulgar stuff. Yeah. So I know we had dabbled on a little bit, uh, you know, your move to come out here. Yeah. You know, and how your lady wasn't a part of your dream. Yeah, absolutely. So how important do you feel like that is to you, you know, in a relationship? Because you're single. Yeah, right I'm, I'm single right now. Single right now. Absolutely. So would you date someone in the business? Uh, or does it have to be someone that, well, obviously still has to believe in your profession, but what's your stance on that? So she has to believe in your dream. I don't care who it is. She has to believe in my dream. That's like you, I'm in my thing now. It's one thing mm-hmm. when you meet somebody when they just getting started, but this is what I do for a living. This is how I eat. So I can't change my path just because you showed up because mm-hmm. this is what I do. And my vision is much bigger than both of us. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I want somebody who can, who can fill that space and just be supportive and support my dream. You know, um, I, do I care if she's in the business? I don't necessarily want an actress. I, I don't because I just feel like, you know, I don't want somebody chasing these lights like me because my life is very, like, I live a good life. I make good money personally, but being an entertainer is very unstable. And it's hard to make plans with somebody when your whole life is unstable. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I just want somebody who has some stability, you know, some health insurance for the team. Oh, there, you, know, there yeah, you go. Even though I got SAG insurance, mm-hmm. but somebody who got health insurance and just kind of get it and just a support system for me. You know, I don't. I don't know, but I mean, just how God works, I can't map and tell him what I don't want. So, you know, if she fits, it fits, whether she is an actress or whatever. So I'm just open to whatever God wants for me. Mm-hmm. So it's not really my call. But again, I prefer not to have an actress because I see actresses and actors going to uh, auditions with a kid in, in hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I see this dude asking somebody, a stranger, to hold his baby while he go audition. I don't wow. want to be that person. So if I do marry an actress, I hope we have a really dope support system. You know, I'll probably have my mom move here or something, and we'll figure out how to navigate through having auditions and, you know, uh, you know, and then even I want to be around, be away from my girl for like months at a time. Mm-hmm. If I'm shooting a movie, I want to be able to, you know, have my wife and my family come, you know, come to where I am versus like my wife is in a different place. I'm in a different place and my kids are at home being watched by a nanny. I want to, you know, set up a team in a, in a community where, you know, my family can thrive no matter what's going on in my life. Cause I want to be, the, I would like to be the breadwinner mm-hmm. and let my wife do whatever she wants to do. If she don't want to work, 
I'll make enough money where she can. She don't want to work. She can have her own business. And do something. She got to do something now. Yeah, she can't she just sit around waiting. Yeah. You know, so she want to work. Yeah. You know, and have her own thing. Like I'm. I want to support that. I want to be her biggest fan. I want to be when I come into her world. People have no clue who I am. They're like, who's that? And they're like, that's so and so's husband. Just like in my life, she's gonna be Ron G's husband, no matter what her name is. She's gonna be Ron G's husband. So I want to mm-hmm. support her, man. So wherever she is, she will get this. She'll get it one day. Yeah. She gonna get it. She gonna get it. <laughs> she, she gonna get, get it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she gonna get, get it. it. And she gonna get she it. Gonna like, get it. me, my skin to clear up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you say. See, you you say. <laughs> so she's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm ready to get it. Yeah, man. Um, you know, so what's your ultimate? You know, your goal, your dream. What's your success for you? When do you feel like this is it? Not like you know, that's it. I'm gonna stay where you know here. I don't have my own dream like that. So my mm-hmm. biggest dream is to be the best clean comedian of my generation. I want to be the Bill Cosby, the Sinbad of my generation. And I also want to do, uh, I want to be like the Will Smith of my generation too. A bunch of, do a bunch of family friendly, I call them white folk friendly movies. Mm-hmm. You know, aliens, superheroes, uh, romantic comedies and stuff like that where, you know, just the whole family will see. It's not even color specific. Just, you know, because I've seen movies where it's black but it's not a black film and it's black mm-hmm. and white. You know what I'm saying? So I want to do really dope mainstream movies that matter and then transcend time as well and then I want to do public speaking. I never want to retire, and I always want to talk to these kids about pursuing their dreams because I didn't have anybody tell me I can do this thing for a living. I didn't find out on my own until I made mistakes and went against my parents' wishes and became who I am now. So um, that's my, my dream, and I, I love speaking to kids. Uh, I really enjoy acting. I love comedies, like, so much, and um, that's going to change lives. And also, whoever I marry, too, hopefully, not hopefully, when I marry my dope wife, we're going to travel around and talk to, talk to people about uh, relationships and how to do it the right way. I feel like most people aren't taught how to date well, mm-hmm. and I feel like, especially in church, I feel like they skip over a whole bunch of stuff where they, you know, they talk about where you at and trying to get married, what that looks like. But it's a lot of space in between mm-hmm. that the churches never talk about. And I want to talk about the struggle of trying to do the right way and what that looks right, lo- what it looks right, what it looks like, and having your own personal journey with God to where when you meet somebody you whole and you have your head on right and you have emotional space to take in somebody else is stuff because. You know, everybody got their own flow when you meet them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're an actress, and you date a guy who's a producer. Y'all got your own flow. So you have to understand, like, when y'all bump heads, it's another level and layer of discovery that draws y'all closer. But talking through that and being emotionally healthy in a way where you can have hard conversation and learn how to have hard conversation and not damage the other person to where y'all come back and love on each other. You know what I'm saying? Because especially even in communication, I don't think our generation doesn't teach people how to talk to each other. Because mm-hmm. some people come from single-parent homes and... You never see your parents argue, so you go for the kill because you're so used to protecting yourself. I come from a two-parent home. Even though my, my family's dysfunctional, I've seen them curse each other out, but they sleep in the same bed together. Some people mm-hmm. don't see that. So just to, talking to people about communication, being whole, dealing with your own stuff first, uh, learning how to handle the differences between, you know, um, you know, accepting a woman who's been broken, you know what I'm saying, who hasn't been protected by her dad, and learning how to do those things as a man and uh, just core foundational stuff um, that shows people how to do things the right way. So I want to write a, a really dope book, a dope about a dope, a dope book about being single. What my wife want to write together, and I want to travel with her, and we do speaking engagements, talking to couples and stuff too. So that's my vision laid out specifically. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, of course, you you know, I like how it's laid out, but it's, it's not out. like time frame because I think a lot of people have stuff. By age, and this is just another discussion I've had with someone. Like, by this age, they want to yeah, do this. I kind of let that go. You I, can't. You know, yeah. you really can't. You have to just... Thank you, by the way. Yeah, work it out. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's... Uh... About the topic, cursing. FYI, I just asked a question for a reason. I follow you now, Ron. Thanks to a lot of advice, even for you. I appreciate it. Thank you, whoever it was. I appreciate it. Somebody sent me a link on cursing or whatever. Okay, good. Oh, another thing I want to point out about Periscope, too, for those that are listening and... For watching, is that you can watch this for another twenty four hours okay. after Periscope is done. So for those of you know so not great. watching it, you know tell your friends and everybody to stay tuned and so watch great. it for a whole twenty four hours after Periscope is done. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like I said, you mentor. Oh, see. Can you Bam. stop that right now? I know. Just did. It stopped. Yeah. Hope you didn't lose connection. Ooh. Okay. We're oh, good. I'm looking crazy. Okay. There we go. We're good. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing I can't stop though. When people are calling. Yeah, um, you're supposed to turn your calls off when you do Periscope. Mm, okay. Yeah. I have nobody calling me, so we're good. Yeah, okay. Well now well now I know for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you th- said you want to do something for the kids. So do you have any mentors or mentees? I got a LA or dad. Just... I have a LA dad. Um he's the guy who kinda of took me. I used to go to visit this church when I first moved out here. And he just took me in and loved on me, man. My first year here I couldn't afford to go home for the holidays. He bought me a ticket home for the holidays with the Sky Miles. He's a executive at a company too. So was that right there? 
There you go. He's an executive at a company, and um, he uh, sorry, he's an executive at mm. a company, and he bought my ticket, my first ticket home, you know, to for the holiday. So um, I got him, and I got I got grown men. I got a few grown men in my life that I feel like is very important. That I feel like every man, you should have a couple of grown men doing things the right way mm. in your life as a mentor. And I, I wouldn't say it's quote unquote a mentor, but just you know, it's community support system or just support like a system. group. Yeah, but I have something that needs to happen. I need some grown men advice. I talked to my LA dad, so he's he's dope. Mm-hmm. He's really dope, man. But as far as comedy, I don't have a mentor because I'm doing a path that's never been done before. The way I'm doing clean, there's really nobody to talk to. Because again, like even Sinbad, I met Sinbad, but I feel like he's for a specific oh. generation. Oh, was that a phone call? Yeah, that was my oh, okay. assistant. All right. Uh oh. Did it happen? Did it just. Did yeah. It? So yeah. I feel like Sinbad is for a specific generation, but for me, uh, I know I appeal to, I'm like everybody auntie favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. So I got the older generation mm-hmm. and even the younger generation. So I feel like that's why God allowed me to look young. So I can be effective in all generations, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. What about mentees? So I mean, mentees? Uh, yeah. Uh, not specifically. I got a lot of people that I got a couple like little bros that you know I love on and make sure I look out for. Um, I, I just don't have the time to be a quote unquote men- mentee, but mm-hmm. a mentor, mentor. But I know I have a few little bros that call me and they need advice, and I'm always mm-hmm. available for stuff like that because that's important <laughs> too. And I love so much stuff. And um, I, just, I enjoy just pouring in people's lives. That's the problem. I work so doggone hard. Are you still? Uh, I, I work really hard. And um, sometimes while you're in motion, you don't realize how many people you touch. You know what I'm saying? But uh, again, I, I enjoy pouring in people's lives. So I have to remind myself to pull away because I get invested in everybody else's stuff. And I try not to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of dog. Oh, um, Terrier and a Poodle. Hey, and dogs a, was having, they were smashing earlier. They were. And they a Cavalier and a Poodle. Stuff? Caesar. Hey, Caesar was giving what's Oreo. That? Hey, Caesar was giving Oreo that thing. He would. He put his yeah. hands on his back like, bam. He was trying. Yeah. He tried. Uh, he shows show off. Action. He shows, shows off. He's like, yeah, yeah. He would. And he was looking at me while he's doing. He was smashing, doing like this. <laughs> it's a little creepy. But he's like, yeah. yeah you he see was this? At me, like, you see how I be doing it? <laughs> putting that work. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was making that eyes. face. Caesar, what's up, man? Come here. Come here. You gonna smash it? Caesar, come over here. You I'll gonna see. beat it up? He's bringing the ball because he wants you to throw the ball if he comes over here. See, maybe don't see. Dog. Here we go. Yeah, okay. He'll come. All right. All right. Well, this is his thing, so. All right. Boom. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, so your parents, you said your parents are still together, so yeah. two-parent household. Uh, have they always been supportive? Uh, at first, my mom was support- supportive because she didn't get it. Like, mm. again, I grew up in a small town where people don't really, dreams aren't real. You can have mm. one, but it ain't real. You know what I'm saying? But when she first started, she didn't get it because I called her when, after I got booed my first time. And uh, she was like, they pay you to get food? And I was like, no. She was like, why are you doing it? And I was like, well, because I love it. And uh, she was like, well, you better pay that student loan back. But um, she's my biggest fan now because when she saw me on TV and she saw me live, she was like, I got your back, whatever you need. So, mm. you know, she helped my student loan. And just my mom's always been. I just saw her, man. We was hanging out. I love my mom. She's such a supportive woman. And she loves it, too. And she, um, I was talking on my radio show today. My mom was crying. Like, she when she came here to visit last week, she made me some grits, and she was like, I want to pray. I want to say a, prayer, say a special prayer uh, before we eat. So she prayed for me. She was like, I'm just grateful that I have a son that followed his dream. And because you're following your dream, I can live my dream by being in L.A. She was like, I always wanted to come to the West Coast. Wow. I don't know nobody. So we at the table crying, eating cheese grits. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because she's like, I'm just grateful. I can see the entire world because you took a chance and pursued your dream. She was like, I just support you so much for being bold. And leaving the house and just taking a chance. So it just means a lot that, you know, that my mom is proud of me and she supports what I do. And then when I bought my house too, and um, first time I came here, she came to visit. Um, she had stayed at a hotel. But then probably like three years later, I bought a crib, man. And my mom walked in my house and I said, Ma, I bought this off my jokes. And she was crying. Aww. And to see my mama cry, it was special because she saw the beginning. And then to see why I'm still in it and see we have a house. Mm-hmm. And now she comes, she got her own room set up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? She decorated the room. And Aww. so it's kind of cool, man, just to, you know, look over and comb over the stuff you've done. Because, like, we do a bunch of cool stuff, but you don't realize how much you've done, how much you've affected people. And it's just a really dope thing. So I'm, 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 I love my mom so much, man. She's so dope. Mm. That's so, so sweet. <laughs> look at these heartfelt moments, guys. I appreciate you, man. Thank yeah. you for loving that is. Uh, tap on the screen, man. Thank you for the love. It's really good. You do have to have, even if your family isn't supportive initially, once they start to see that you're doing something and how much you care about it and, yeah. like, that, that you're passionate about it, you know. Um, yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, what I learned, too, is sometimes 
people like ourselves, people that step out on faith, you set the tone for other people in your family. Like mm -hmm. for me, I was the first person on both sides of my family to graduate from college. So I know I set the tone for my little cousins. And me, for I'm the first business owner in my family too. So I have my own business. And I feel like I'm supposed to be a trailblazer for my family. So my little cousins know you can come from the hood and still make a life a really dope life by yourself if you apply yourself. So just mm -hmm. like yourself, like you stepping out on faith and even though your dad's a pastor and entrepreneur, it's still like you're stepping out on faith and doing something different that's never been done before. There's no map for this thing. You just trying mm -mm. to figure it out. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was the best advice someone's ever given you? Or the best advice you have for people listening and watching? Uh, I got a few things, man. Um, I know this is, might be really deep, but I'm going to say it anyway. Make I feel it like deep. emotional health is the most important thing in your life. People work on their craft, they work on looking cute, they work on their body, but they never work on emotional health. And I feel like that's the most important thing ever, especially like something like unforgiveness. If you don't resolve your unforgiveness, it's no point in getting married because the person that you love has access to your heart that nobody else has. And so they're going to hurt you, whether it's intentional or not. But if you have a type of heart where you don't forgive people, you'll always live in that place of pain, being a victim, and you can't really embrace life. And you block your blessing too because there's people that's hurt you that might not be here. They could be dead right now and you're still holding on to pain that they gave you. So you got to learn how to gauge your own emotional health and have ways to kind of express yourself, whether it be through your art, working out, yoga, praying, whatever your thing is, to release that energy so you can create space to receive good things. Like, again, if you're the type of person that holds on to pain and hurt and you meet somebody really dope, you're going to run them off. You're going to run mm -hmm. them off because nobody wants to deal with your junk for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, because I know my problem is, I, and I'm saying this because I'm a type of dude, I rescue, I rescue girls. Not save a hoe, but I You're rescue like, people. like, save me! I rescue people emotionally broken because I know I'm a safe place for a lot of broken people and they see my light, they want to attach themselves to it, but at the same time, you know, uh, I see brokenness in them and I want to fix them because my value is being found in knowing that I'm needed. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. uh, now I'm in a place, I want to meet somebody who adds value to my life and, you know, is a safe place for me to, you know, because being an entertainer, you deal with a lot of stuff. You deal with a lot of rejection, a lot of no's. You know, you get hit on, you do all this stuff, and you come home and you have no safe place to talk. That's the worst feeling ever. So um, I think it's important, man, to make sure you're emotionally healthy so you can um, be relevant. You can uh, not hinder your spiritual life, and you can create a, a space and a home for somebody who you, if you want love, you can create emotional space for them. Because if you're so consumed with your own pain, your own junk, there's no space for somebody to enter your life. So um, have even going to therapy, I went to therapy too for a certain period of time because I wanted to be whole and I wanted to be healthy. So preparing yourself for what you want, you have to do it emotionally. Even being an entertainer, you deal with so much stuff. And if I made it to the level that I see in my head, I have to be able to, be able to handle emotionally where it's going because you can tell it on my everybody. Everybody's a consumer mm -hmm. in your life. And I want to make sure I can make it up here and sustain. So again, you know, people work on the things they're good at, but you have to work on the things you're not good at. And being cute and being good at your job doesn't, won't sustain your life. You have to work on the things on the inside that makes you necessary. That when somebody see you, they see you add value to their life and they know that you're a safe place. You know what I'm saying? So that's the dope. That's how you wind up being a dope chick. It ain't about being cute and having nice breasts. It's about um, being a safe place for your man and, and, and being able to uh, help him carry his stuff. And that is your responsibility, being able to help him the carry his stuff. Yeah, being a team and help him carry his stuff. So for me, that's a priority. And just with your craft, uh, being the absolute best and falling in love with what you do to the point where ain't no plan B. I, I don't have a plan B for my life. I, I can't do nothing else in my life because I'm not wired to do anything else. So falling in love such that you know, if you work hard, hustle hard, and let God handle the rest, like, it's going to happen. It has mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that too deep? No, that was, no, that's good. Okay, good. You know, right. you got to have a little deep. You got to mix it yeah. up a little bit, you yeah. know, because it's real. It shows, you know, a real person. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's good to, you know, crack jokes, be funny, but, yeah. you know. I got layers. You know, everyone needs to have layers. Everyone has layers. layers. Because if not, then that's a little strange. And I, I start to wonder. Yeah, I'll be yeah. wondering, like, okay, something's yeah. up. Something's a little off. So, yeah, you have to. funny come from my pain. I got layers. Yeah, now. everyone has to. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm glad you share that. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Thank you. No problem. So, tell everybody. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Right. And let everybody know where they can follow you, social media, so we can stay up to date for the show. So right. we'll know all that jazz. All right. So uh, for the three of you, I think this checked in the uh, Periscope for now. Um, please follow me, Comedian R-O-N-G, Comedian Ron G on Instagram, uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, Periscope, um, all forms. This Comedian R-O-N-G. And also, if you just Google my name, something will pop up. My website is com. So... Uh, I'm all over, man. If you're in LA, I host every Sunday at the Laugh Factory, and I got a bunch of cool stuff going on. So please uh, follow me, and uh, I post my schedule on all my forms of social media. So uh, yeah, what's up, Drake J Mac? 
Appreciate y'all hanging out. Yeah, I know, right? Y'all wait till it's time to log off. And but you can watch up. it. You, you got 24 hours to watch it from the beginning. So if you're yeah. just joining now, watch, you know, once we're done, watch yeah. it from the beginning. And then yeah. you can stop watching from this point. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Thank you yeah. for the love, too, man. Appreciate that, whoever tapping the screen. Yeah. Thank you. Keep tapping. Keep tapping. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh, appreciate tap, you. Tap, tap, tap. All right. I'm glad the brown hearts were left. Yeah. That's light I like those. Oh. No, those are purple. Purple and... Those are cute. So now the brown hearts kicked in. I don't know why no, that's it not brown. That's like tan. That's like light skin hearts. Yeah. That's the See, Obama like, hearts. It was like blending in with my skin. Yeah, there you go. Beige hearts. Yeah, little beige hearts. Yeah. So guys, you can see me on Periscope and Twitter, Bacon Eating Megan. No G. Bacon Eating Megan. Instagram, it is Megan A. Weaver, M-E-G-A-N-A, mm -hmm. and then Weaver. Mm -hmm. So that's Instagram and Facebook. I have a fan page. I am Megan Weaver. Did your dog turn the TV on? How'd that happen? Oh. Oh. Did your dog turn the TV on? Okay, I'm sorry. Go she ahead. Talented. Yeah, she talented. She talented. I got talent all up in this place, all up in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, and the podcast. So everybody on, I was going to say everybody on this How side. How do we get to the podcast? The podcast. The link for the podcast is Megan, M-E-G-A-N, the letter A, weaver.podbean.com. Okay. So you can hear this episode. So and let me know when you release it so I can. I uh, will. It's gonna be every Monday. All of, every Monday I release a podcast. This one mm -hmm. will be this coming Monday, yeah. whatever date that is. So Monday, this All Monday. Right. And if you're tuning in right now, just make sure you follow me. Go ahead and add me. Go ahead. So once we've done listening to all this stuff, yeah. Go follow all, and both Megs of us too. Yes. Add Megs. Oh, that's a cute name. Everybody just call me that. Megs. For people to do. Yeah. yeah. You didn't even know that. All right. So thank you guys. Signing out. Peace. I'm hungry.